This is Coop from the 7773 Foundation, and you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy. Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys' take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckles studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. Of course, I'd be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's Honorable Mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one, it's Mojo! How about you, buddy? Coming in hotter than a Krispy Kreme just opened up, grand opening. Woohoo! Finally, that's the first one in our area. How about you, buddy? Well, I have to drive 45 minutes, so yeah. Mm. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, You're I'm, so much happier. Uh, I am. Krispy Kreme, you, you get all your favorites. I got, well, I got all my favorites. Krispy okay. Kreme, Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much in the same parking lot, so that's, yeah. that's actually good times right there. So yeah. anyway, we appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in as always. Uh, you can go to our, our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy or website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Uh, you can check us out on the YouTube at youtube.com forward slash SFP Radio if you want to play in the background while you're on your computer pretending to actually work. That works. <laughs> um, you can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere that you will download a podcast to. That's pretty much where you can find us. So just go there, give us a like, a subscribe, a share. We appreciate all the new listeners we've been picking up in the mm-hmm. last few weeks. Yeah, um, yeah we just we, we enjoy that. We enjoy uh, getting feedback on our content, always how to, how to improve. So anyway, we appreciate you tuning in. I do appreciate the person that says to improve your show, stop doing the show. Way to go, guy. Appreciate you. Uh, hey, we want to say if you want us to keep this show content going and make it even better than beyond you could your wildest dreams, help the show going and be part of our Patreon link. You can or our Patreon family. You can see the link on our website at uh, southernfriedphilosophy.com. There you can sign up to be a Life, Liberty, or Gravy member tier. Each one of those things gets you something different. But we want to bring you better content, uh, get some more microphones, get some good things going, and be able to do the show more often, which that would be our dream to to do this five days a week. Um, So uh, if you want to join the SFP family, go to patreon.com forward slash SFP Radio. If you also want to hang out with us, you can shoot us an email at sfpradio at gmail.com. And you yourself could be sitting in the Bad Mother Smokers smoking hot seats right here in studio with us. You can hang out with us, have a have a nice water, a hug, things of those of that nature. And uh, a heads up, we might actually go to Krispy Kreme. We might right after the show. Um, want to also say you could check us out at States Vegas Radio. Right now we are Monday at 6 o'clock, Friday at 4 o'clock, so you could check us out there. Download their app. If you download their app and use the promo code MOJO, you get it for free. So fantastic. Uh, also just want to say if you had some technical difficulties picking up the show this past week, our apologies. We were switching our provider and our host. So uh, everything should be back 
ready to go. So you should be good. No problems with that. Yeah, those, I'm not that tech savvy. So, of course, I you got the message from me. Hey, what's going on here? So. <laughs> hey, buddy, where's the show? Uh, whoops. So uh, you should be good. So everything should be coming across with uh, for Facebook, Twitters, the Instagrams. Yeah. And also want to say YouTube is now up and running. Our shows shows are not in order, so just you know, just for fun, just it don't matter. slide down and see what you see. Just go by the number, just pick one, and go go from there. But uh, yeah, YouTube is back up and running, so you can check those out. Yeah, I think the biggest there. one was a Spotify and iHeart. I think that was yep. one that took a little time to get over switched over. So yeah, so there we go. We're rolling on that. Our podcast question of the week is: What is the food that you can't live without? Do you have a food besides the Krispy Kreme donuts that you can't? Um, I have to kind of look at a food that I probably possibly could eat every day. Right. Yeah. And not get tired of it. So um, for me, it would it kind of narrowed down to three three different things. Okay. And I'd, I'd have to narrow them down from that. But a cheeseburger. Okay. Pizza. Yep. And Chick-fil-A. Okay. So I, between those three, and I did live off of a diet for Chick of Chick Fil A probably six days a week. So for a while, um, who probably I'd have to say cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is, yeah. is yours. Yours. Uh, the food that I can't live without. It's not so much like I I have to, I could eat this every day, but if I didn't have it, then I would just be like, if I could not get access right. to it, I would like go insane. Biscuit and gravy. I think yeah. that's that's kind that's of a the, good one. <clears throat> there are a lot of people saying bread peanut butter, cheeseburgers, but most of them were pizza. Mm-hmm. I wonder why pizza is just like everybody's go-to. You mentioned pizza. It, I think it's a comfort food, just like the, the, the three I've mentioned are my three comforts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pizza also is portable. It, it's easy to eat. I mean, it's good hot or cold. Yeah. It's good sitting in the box eight hours later when you remember it's sitting there. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's good all the way around. Yeah. Somebody, Melissa said liver mush. I think she may have misread the question. <laughs> what was the one food you can live without? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I phrased that yeah. wrong. I I can't. I've never had the liver mush. I have. What do you? What are your thoughts? It's not my cup of tea. No. I mean, it's it's like a you know like a sausage has that kind of texture, real firm. Mm-hmm. Um, liver mush is kind of like not that. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like it, it's like eating fried butter. Maybe that's what I got when I went through the Chick-fil-A and I ordered the sausage biscuits because <laughs> that thing is as flimsy as all get yeah, out. Yeah, it could possibly be. It is awful. Um, all right. I, I can also live without uh, without liver mush. That stuff, I mean, it, it's not bad. It's acquired taste, I okay. think, but it's big here in North Carolina. Hey, buddy. It's in it's in that special wrapper, mm-hmm. you know, that wax paper. Yeah. Everyone, everybody loves it. Yeah. Well, most people. <laughs> All right. So um, just also want to say our upcoming guests, we have Cities for Life. Do you want to kind of talk about? Who, uh, yeah, we have, we have the director, uh, uh, Daniel Parks, beyond Cities for Life. is kind of like one of these organizations that we kind of feel, well, I, I feel, um, is doing, they're actually putting the feet and hands into motion mm-hmm. um, where, like, I, I'm unabashedly pro-life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said that countless times. I've probably pissed a few people off. Um, but Cities for Life is one of these organizations that actually gets out there, and they're not out there kind of like Josh Brom with Equal Rights Institute. They're not getting out there with you know the, the 
the grotesque photos and things like that, trying to right. shame people. Um, Westboro yeah, Baptist. But Cities for Life does, goes above and beyond that. They offer free ultrasounds right there in the parking lot or mm. adjacent to the um, abortion clinics. Um, mm. But also not only that, though, they actually help the mother. So this yeah. past, this past cool. two weeks ago, they had a mother who uh, had just given birth. And they got so hot here in the South, you know. Sure. And I think her air conditioning went out. So they put a call out. Hey, we're looking for people to help donate an air conditioning or money. Mm-hmm. So they're actually, you know, they're they're walking with these women, meeting mm-hmm. them where they are and kind of going from there. So awesome. um, I think they're doing good work. Cool. Awesome. Mojo, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. How you be doing? I think we're in uh, – so we're here in season 13 mm-hmm. of uh, the weather. So we're, we're in our first fake fall. In season three of Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I actually finished that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, in our, we're in our first fake fall, mm-hmm. which will be followed by our fourth purgatory of, sun, of summer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got a little, little ways to go. But yeah, so we're, it feels good this week. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Didn't enjoy it. We're not sweltering. So anyway, how you be doing? So uh, I also want to follow up with you went our, our church does a thing called Hymns and Hops where we go to um, a brewery and then we just sing hymns like old fashioned hymns. Yeah, yeah. Have somebody lead. There's a little message and whatnot. But on the How You Return, some people weren't doing so well this week because this is the first time evidently we got protesters. That's good. How about you? I think I think uh, negative publicity is good. So yeah, I. Um, I would probably dress us different than our pastor, um, just because I came from a church where I or came from. Very, um, I mean, I grew up in the church three three times a week. You know, and mm-hmm. then if the church had a special event, you're there. Mm-hmm. And um, now I, I won't split hairs with theology on people like this because you know we we all have our place. But I think that um, you know what I came from. A, I came from a very staunch denomination that had no leeway in either way, except for certain things. Like right. um, you could be sleeping with the uh, the oh, choir, wow. choir director's wife, but you couldn't drink alcohol. <laughs> you know, that was one of those things. There, there was hard, sure. hard and fast rules, and one of those was alcohol. One of the, uh, the, the um, Buzz uh, Babylon Bee was saying that oh, yeah. the morbidly obese pastor uh, denounces alcohol and saying yeah, that's a sense. That's very well, appropriate. There you go. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, this this past week we had a couple of protest, protesters that came out there to uh, protest what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, all alcoholics are going to hell and wow. beer drinkers are going to – I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they had their signs. So they, were, they weren't there by the time I got there. Okay. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, we had a couple of protesters out there uh, promoting the, the event. I, I, I say more the merrier because that's the bigger the event's going to get. Right. So, hey, calling all weirdos in, in Concord, <laughs> Kannapolis, uh, North Mecklenburg County, come if you want to come out it. and protest the next one, I'll post it on our Facebook page. <laughs> come on with it. Yeah, we, we did a bad job of promoting that. So, yeah. um, you asked how I was doing. My my wife is fantastic. I, I love her so incredibly much. She knows when I need a break. Mm-hmm. And between you and I, I'm I'm a pretty hardcore introvert. Okay. Most people don't know that. Uh, they think, oh, you have a radio show. You must be an extrovert. I'm not really. I like to huddle in my house and just be there mm-hmm. and watch paint dry. I'm, right. I'm that guy. Um, but uh, she, she's like, you need a break. I'm going to take our the kid and we're going to go down to South Georgia and just let you have 
some you time. I was like, this is fantastic. And then I'm like, all right, well, I've got a free weekend. What am I going to do? And then all of a sudden the calendar starts getting loaded with different things like, oh, I want to do this with this guy. I want to go do this. So ended up Friday. I had uh, dinner with Jeremy White. How'd that go? Um, that was fantastic. You Where'd know, you Where'd you guys go? Carabas. <sighs> Jeremy. I know, buddy. I was let him pick. Let him do his thing. He wants Carabas. Let's make it. Let's make it happen, Captain. Uh, by the way, do not get the lobster ravioli. Uh, not good. It had a lot to be desired. Mm. So uh, went had the lobster ravioli, but a good time with Jeremy. The next day, I had some friends over. We watched the movie Neat: The Story of Bourbon. Uh, fantastic, um, fantastic documentary on just the history and where it is and just makes you appreciate it more. And then uh, Saturday had a – Sunday had a break and then Monday had more people over at the house. So it's like, oh, well, there goes my alone time. But I did manage to stare at the wall for three hours straight and that helped recharge. So that was good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm now in this period of my life where I can't be still. So like I I don't mind being alone, but Mm -hmm. I have to be doing something. Yeah. You know, I don't care if it's driving 10 hours, but – I've wow. got to be doing something because I, yeah. I will I, – I get tired of myself pretty mm. quick. So, <laughs> yeah, I get pretty bored easy. So, yeah. So, I have to do something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But I get these I get these uh, moments in my life where I have to do that. And there's yeah. other times where I get to sit and watch TV yeah. for eight hours. But I, I just don't have the time to do that now. But, you know, sure. I, I don't know. I just – I can just sit there and just listen to the air conditioner. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I'd be, I'd be great if I could do that every once in a while. Yeah. All right, so let's go into some wacky news brought to you by Webmerized. If you need a clean, crisp website, check out our friends at Webmerized.com. That's Webmerized.com. Also check out the sponsor section of our website. Uh, have you ever heard of cow cuddling? I have not. But I wouldn't. I mean, if you have a um, a therapy uh, goat or a therapy mm-hmm. duck, I, I, yeah. I, this isn't too far-fetched. You, you wouldn't think that it's – but it is the hottest trend at the moment, and experts say it's beneficial – for a wellness method, spending time with animals lowers stress levels, as reported by PubMed. Now, I don't know if that's quickly related to um, WebMD.com or whatever, but it's PubMed. I've never heard it's of it. Pub- it's a public website that actually will host studies. Oh. Like, you, for example, when a doctor or, or a, a lab or a hospital or um, a drug manufacturer has a study, they actually upload it to PubMed. Oh, so okay. It's actually, so it's actually, it's actually peer, peer reviewed. Yeah. Well, peer how about reviewed, you? Yeah. All right. It's a brand new therapy that makes us rem- uh, remember similar programs that were popular in the past, like goat or cat yoga, like you were mentioning. Uh, Mountain Horse Farms in upstate New York, they invite visitors to try the horse and cow experience in Kentucky, that means something completely different. Uh, if you, they allow you to come and spend time with the large animals, you can also pet and brush them. Uh, if you if you don't like to play with the cows, you can cuddle with them. Hmm. Uh, they say that the body temperature of cows is higher than ours and has a lower heart rate. Cuddling with them provides a relaxing experience, as explained by how uh, Mountain Horse Farms' website. Uh, it's been shown to reduce stress and help the bond with nature. So far, I'm okay with with that part. You know, like I love cuddling with the with my dog. Mm-hmm. Helps you know reduce stress, lowers you know the blood pressure, whatnot. But this is where it gets a little out there. <laughs> According to Mountain Horse Farms, horses and cows have a special body language to communicate with humans. 
They can feel your happiness, sadness, or anxiety, and these animals will respond to you without any judgment. For uh, for a 90-minute horse and cow experience, the session costs $300. Wow. I can think of other things that cost way less that reduces just as much stress. Uh, but you have any cheeseburgers you can buy for 300 bucks? Well, we'll get to that story in just a second. <laughs> uh, if you like the cuddling part, you can get a 60-minute session for $75. What a deal. If you check on Groupon, you <laughs> might, might find out a little better bargain. I'm thinking about a new business model, uh, Cuddle with Biggin, for $75 an hour. I'll take that in a heartbeat. I'm thinking uh, you can take this hamburger home with you after you cuddle with it <laughs> for one low price. Uh, Mario Becker, he's an animal behavior expert, says that cows aren't designed to cuddle with humans. I oh, know you well, think. Well, duh. You think. Okay. So, um, the, the, however, the mountain horse farm, they explain that their cows are loved and well-treated. How about you? Get in my belly. $75 to cuddle with a cow for an hour. And you know they're probably booked. Do you guys, have you been on a farm? Like, have you realized how much they stink? The hor- the flies yeah. that are around yeah. those things? Yeah. They, yeah. Cow patties? I wouldn't want to be on the south end of, uh, oh, yeah. of that thing re- receiving um, its daily uh, vittles. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I I just couldn't imagine doing that. Now, I mean, because yeah. cows also can be aggressive. I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but <laughs> I remember being trapped on a four, four-wheeler in a cow pasture. We were tearing through, and, uh, yeah, they, the couple of the cows thought we were um, invading their territory and became very aggressive and pushed Ooh. us into a pond, like drove, oh, wow. drove us into a pond. So, Holy cow. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, who knew? Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they're the best— uh, yeah, I, I, maybe I'll just pay my se- wife seventy seventy five bucks to cuddle with me. I guess well, that's what I'm saying. Like this is normal for yeah. my wife. She, you know, I'm gonna go cuddle with a cow. Do you know it takes a customer three seconds to decide whether to stay or leave your website? That's why a crisp, clean, and user friendly website is one of the best ways to market and help and grow your business. At Webmerize Web Design, we offer that and much more. They pride themselves in offering their clients professional websites at affordable prices. Are you a small business? No problem. We can cater to small businesses by working with their clients every step of the way to meet their needs and expectations. Their number one goal is to partner with their clients to help and grow their business with a successful website. They work for every client, no matter the size. So if you'd like a great website, go to webmerize.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D.com, or you could check out their link on the sponsors link of our website. If you mention the word biggin, you'll get 10% off your website design order. Again, webmerize.com. Check them out. All right. Well, speaking of, have you heard that um, that there's a mysterious In-N-Out burger that was found in Queens 1,500 miles from its home? Oh, boy. Have you, so a I have not. perfectly placed In-N-Out burger was in an abandoned, uh, a par- an abandoned parking lot in Queens, New York, just on a whim, like just randomly like put a in pop, the pop up tent or something. No, just the burger. Oh, it was wrapped perfectly. Hmm. It was a double double cheeseburger, hmm. and it had the lettuce, tomato, bun, hamburger. Everything was placed perfectly on this thing. And a couple was walking. They spotted the In and Out Burger, took pictures of it. These folks happen to be really big fans of In-N-Out mm-hmm. Burger. Uh, Lincoln Boehm said that he's eaten over a thousand 
In-N-Out Burger, so he knows the intricacies of said In-N-Out Burger. He would be labeled a professional. He said that it is it was put together perfectly, that it was sitting comically on its way pointing up, but it was assembled perfectly as In-N-Out Burger's uh, symbol is for a double hamburger, onion, hamburger. It wasn't just haphazardly put together. So they these guys knew what they were doing. But it was in the wrapper, though, right? In the wrapper. Here's a picture of said In-N-Out mm. Burger just pointing up. It was everything was perfect in the wrapper in a abandoned parking lot in Queens. It's probably either a a great social media mm-hmm. uh, guerrilla marketing thing by In-N-Out because In-N-Out just sold uh, a Texas staple just sold to a conglomerate out of Chicago. Was that that was Whataburger? That was Whataburger. My bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my bad. So yeah, okay. So in and out. That does not explain it. But this could, either could be a guerrilla marketing ploy, mm-hmm. um, or my latest theory would be this could be a calling card for a serial killer. Ooh, kind of like dun, you know, dun, yeah. Dun. So this could be that. Could be that. Uh, Denny War- Warnick, the vice president of operations of In and Out Burger, says we don't have any plans on putting another In and Out Burger further out west. Right now, the the furthest east, sorry, is Kansas City, but they mm. don't have any plans. They have one in Texas to go to New York. They have in Dallas. Oh, okay, yeah, the furthest east, right? Yeah, but te- I think Texas is Kansas City because Dallas, Houston. Yeah, so Dallas, H- Dallas, and Houston are the close are the furthest east. Okay. I think. I think. Well, this article is clearly wrong. But don't you think that that's weird? Like this guy, uh, Boehm, said that he has tried to take home In-N-Out burgers. And every time that he gets home, it's, you know, all messed up. Horrible. He said the the burger is soggy. This looks like a brand new bun. Hmm. Like it, that's just weird. Maybe they ordered the burger mm-hmm. and had all the components separated for travel mm-hmm. and then reassembled it. They may have. But uh, it, a weird – just normal parking lot in Queens. Like, I bet you they will spend a, a, an, a, an absorbent amount of money like they did on investigating Trump collusion <laughs> to find out the mystery of who did this. I, there's probably some young detective right mm-hmm. now subpoenaing, subpoenaing uh, uh, cameras and right. uh, you know, f- footage, recordings, whatever, around the area trying to find out who this hoaxster is. I, I mean, I'm interested to see how this story turns out because, I mean, I can't get a, a Hardee's burger – halfway down the street without it falling apart. Mm-hmm. This went 1,500 miles and it's perfect. Yeah. So should be interesting I think it's to mar- see. It's got to be a marketing You boy. think so? It's Maybe gotta be. it's all of a sudden. That or the serial killer. That, those are, those who, are I mean, the serial killer is probably looking at social media right now seeing who, who all took <laughs> pictures of this thing. Right. And is going to, you know, create a, create a list. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Forever 21 is sending out <laughs> diet bars with plus size uh, mm-hmm. orders. Uh, Forever 21's online customers have been getting packages that have been landing on their doorsteps to find that their clothing that they ordered and a diet bar that they did not order. Uh, there was a lot of plus size people that uh, that received their packages with said Atkins diet lemon bars that, <laughs> that said, hey, uh, what is this about? Mm-hmm. And they took to Twitter with a frenzy, and uh, man, they're they're pretty upset. There's outrage for getting the Atkins lemon bar. Uh, saying well, whoever the employee was that decided to do this <laughs> Forever Twenty One, that's an expensive thing to be doing. I right, mean, those things are like three bucks a piece. So, yeah. I mean, if you put up, you know, fifty of those things, you're in, you're in the pocket a little bit. So yeah, uh, that's but what a bad marketing thing, man. <laughs> I would hate to be Forever 21, their social media 
marketing person, man, yeah. that's got to be horrible. Yeah. I mean, that was probably not a good idea, right? <sighs> yeah, I'd say so. Uh, they Forever 21 did uh, did come back. Actually, is a new update that said that from time to time, Forever 21 surprises our customers with free test products from third parties and their e-commerce orders. The, free, the freebie items in question were included in all online orders across all sizes and categories for a limited time and has now been removed. So basically what Forever 21 says, um, our products suck. <laughs> So to encourage or to actually make money, we actually have to take on paid sponsors that we throw in mm. crap to our shipping. Maybe that's what Have you is. seen that before? Like you order, uh, for example, you order, you renew your AAA membership, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you get a packet the next day that has your cards, but also has like these things like, oh, well, your AAA membership. You can now become you know, members of the Jelly of the Month Club. And then oh. two weeks later, you get something that uh, you need a AAA member especially. You can now become Mutual of Omaha Life Insurance policy person, you know, type thing. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably what happened is I know Forever 21, I think they're one of those companies that's teetering on uh, going out of business. I'm sure they've probably taken on a paid mm. uh, sponsor to where they can throw in this. But, yeah, maybe they should probably be a little more selective because <laughs> a lot of people are not going to take that great. So. Yeah, I mean, don't you like that? Wasn't a, a good move. No, that'd be all. like that'd be like sending you know bottles of proactive with boxes of pizza, you know, for, <laughs> right. for teenage gamers. I mean, because you know those guys are be needing some help in the acne department. There, there you go. So, oh, I mean, but I think if it was sent to everybody, then that's one thing. And then you know, the old fat five fat fat five fat sorority or Ada Moon Pie. Uh, uh, fraternity, other, sorry, we'll edit that part out. Um, yeah, I, I think that they might have been taking that a little bit too close to home. Like, actually, I didn't even know Forever Twenty One had a plus size. Category. I didn't either. I thought I thought you had to be on a heroin diet to fit in their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly, they do. But I guess they're taking it a little bit too personal. Well, I know I know Hollister and American Eagle. You have to be you have to be on meth or heroin to wear their clothes because I've tried to fit in their jeans, say size thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they don't work. Yeah, so I barely get them over my ankle. Props to you, old Navy, who has the B and T section. <laughs> Thank you, because I'm able to wear pants. All right, so let's go to some hot topics brought to you by Watchman Cigars. Hey, we've had a couple of these these past weeks. Uh, Watchman Cigars, fantastic cigars, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I tried. I got to try his new Habano. Yeah, uh, he's been talking about that one for a while, and I am uh, hardcore on his signature cognac cigar, mm-hmm. but. Uh, this week he forgot my signature, and I think he did Ooh, it on purpose. Probably. Um, so yeah, I got to try the Bono, and man, it was it, it lasted a long time mm-hmm. and great smoke. Yeah, was it spicy? It had a little bit of peppery, peppery yeah. on the finish on the on the on the tail end of it. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Cool. Well, if you want to check out a Watchman Cigar, check out our sponsors link on our website or Watchman Cigars LLC at Yahoo dot, or Watchman Cigars underscore. 1991 at yahoo.com. All right, so let's go ahead and get this out of the way because we're going to need that this week. The views and opinions of Southern Fried Philosophy are not necessarily those of our guests, sponsors, or friends of the show, but they should be. All right, so you wanted to talk about a few items. One, manhole covers will no longer be called manholes. Yes, yeah, so, that sounds wrong, doesn't ooh, it? it does. <laughs> So the city of Berkeley in California uh-huh. just voted, uh, the city council there just voted to take uh, away gender, um, possibly gender 
terms that they use for anything with city codes, city words. For example, manhole mm-hmm. now be called maintenance hole. Which I kind of like maintenance hole sounds a little bit better than manhole. I'll be honest with you. Just call it glory hole. Oh boy! But there's other things. Manpower now be called uh, uh, human effort. It's not horrible. Come on, these are terms that have been part of our nomenclature for hundreds of years, Mm -hmm. and we're we're changing stuff. It's just, and there's nothing offensive to it. I I doubt the if there's a if there's a maintenance worker going, hey, I need manpower over here. I'm sure she didn't take offense to it. You know, these it's just ridiculous. So yeah, they're they're getting rid of uh, terms like he and she. Um, so they're going to be going into they. See, that's where I draw the line, and that's what I need some help on. I if you want to like change it and do Z or Shem or mm-hmm. whatever, I don't really even have a problem with that. But when you go from singular to now plural, now you're just throwing all the rules out the window. There like, is no. There that is doesn't no make rules. any sense. There is no rules. When you the English language is now completely screwed up. Now you're at they. I can't refer to you as they because that's two of you, well, not how, just one of here, you. Here, that's where I get frustrated. But, yeah, see, I, I, I just don't understand how I, – I, I don't know. I, my, my common sense, spidey sense, just mm-hmm. it flares up. I, I, sure. just, I just don't understand how we go from changing terms like um, policeman – Police woman. Now we're. Gonna, I think they're going to change even that term. I, I had a list of terms that they actually had changed, but I can't find that current article right now. Mm. But um, yeah, I just I don't understand how we have to have have these just gender neutral terms now. Just I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I like I said. I think we're uprooting language to suit a very minuscule minuscule minority who identifies as something that's not that. Yeah. I, I just it just. I don't know, man. It just—it just—it's stupid. I think it's, it's, there's no telling how many millions of dollars Berkeley is now going to pay to change these terms on city official documents to uh, if it's anywhere on buildings, signs. I mean, there's just no telling how how much, like I said, how much yeah. money they're going to spend now. It just doesn't make sense. The municipal code currently, they say, contains mostly masculine pronouns. The Office of City Manager said in a letter to the mayor and city council, having male-centric municipal codes is inaccurate and not reflective of our reality. Women and non-binary individuals are just as entitled to accurate representation. Our laws are for everyone, and our municipal code should reflect that. At the end of the day, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die on this hill. Uh, if you want to say Z, at the end of the day, I don't care. Like, what is it going to do? It's not going to impact my life. Sure. Whatever. I I do get frustrated when it's they. <laughs> that's, that's the one. That see, I, I don't, like I, I, I'll call you by whatever you want me to. Sure. But when we go back and start changing official city code, and there has implicate there could be possible legal implications to this well, in the future because what if a city employee accidentally re- review or refers to something in its previous known term in the rest of the, the right. English language? Yeah. Could there be implications that that employee didn't use the correct terminology and be fired? Yeah. I mean, could they be penalized, but, possible prosecution, jailed? I mean, right now it's, it's illegal to dead name uh, anyone that's a transgender. Mm. So you can be liable and held in civil court and possibly also in criminal court, too, in certain, yeah. certain cities and locales. So I don't know. I just – this right here, just stuff like this, a banning, I mean, yeah. just – 
I think this is it could be a slippery slope. It could be. At the end of the day, I don't care really, but you know, that's just me. If they want to do that, I can maybe understand if if all the terms were uh, masculine and you wanted to say, you know. Z I, to to incorporate women as well if that makes them feel included, whatever. I'd hate to be that person to have an order, um, place an order for new manhole covers, and they're trying to find <laughs> maintenance hole covers in the yellow pages right. or on the Googles, and they can't find a, a manufacturer for that. But or if you have to like you know write and you know a list of things that need to be replaced, and or there's a drop down menu now you got to train change that drop down. Oh, menu. it's stupid. Oh, it's gonna. I mean, it's that's a lot of work. I'll agree with you on that. It's not. I just once again, I think we we're these are. I, I'm not going to die on certain hills, but this is a hill that Berkeley and a lot of people are going to die on because right. this is the, this is the this is the things that just really get their goad right now, and sure. that they will be willing to sacrifice life and limb for. So yeah. this is going to be something that um, they will eat their own when it comes to this. So uh, anyway, it just it. I think it's just absurd and asinine. If you are in the market for a high-quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family-owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full, spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or email Leon directly at Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. That's Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com or check out the sponsors section of our website. Uh, all right, so we're going to go to our next story. And I need us to handle this, no pun intended, with kid gloves as as best we can. I got you. All right. So <laughs> there's a Canadian transgender woman mm-hmm. uh, by the name of Jessica Yaniv, formerly known as Jonathan Yaniv. You can't did name. Formerly known. <laughs> so Jessica is a, a, a quote unquote feminist, trans feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, also activists, and at certain times, um, it will get into that in a second. Anyway, um, so Yanov has filed 16 different complaints against estheticians in the Bless past you. year. Um, now, her uh, her claim argues that um, she's being denied access uh, based on her based on her gender identity and mm-hmm. because it's considered discriminatory. So, what is she being denied? Well, she's contacting these estheticians, a.k.a. waxing facilities, mm-hmm. and they will not oh. wax um, her franken beans. So to get this straight, mm-hmm. we have somebody that's saying, I need a wax, mm-hmm. calling in, hey. I need a Brazilian wax. I need I need a Brazilian wax. Uh, how much is that? That's, that's $37.50. Right. Sure. By the way, um, I've got some franken beans we've got to take care of. Wait, what? Um, no, thank you. So that's that's basically how basically that went it's okay. it's it's the um, I think when I mentioned the story, it is the new um, uh, baking uh, baking your cake. You know, here the controversy with the Colorado baker and the um, California couple mm-hmm. that d- would deny would not <laughs> excuse me would not bake a cake mm-hmm. um, to someone based on their um, sexual 
orientation. Mm-hmm. So people people did this. And now you have these attestations across Canada, which Canada has a lot more uh, strict um, discriminatory and uh, First Amendment restrictions than we do. And, I have the First Amendment again. Well, I mean, not First Amendment, you know, for, <laughs> as far as reference to free right. speech. Right. So um, they, they have free, free speech uh, restrictions there. So uh, yeah, she's filed uh, quite a few of these uh, these lawsuits now, and they're starting to hit the court now. And she's saying that these these people, these ladies, are discriminating against her um, based off that she's not biologically a female. Therefore, they don't want to have to perform this waxing procedure around sensitive areas mm-hmm. that's not biologically female. And and what's happened is because of this, uh, Marcia De Silva, who owns the the business. Um, has now gone out of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to cl- close down because of the backlash that she was getting there. So I think that's maybe a little bit of what you were saying about the cake bake. And, yeah, but also, uh, yeah, also I think another another uh, station uh, place actually paid her $2,500 in hush money to actually drop her lawsuit mm-hmm. also. So, I, I, you know, th- I don't think this has to do anything with civil rights. I think this has nothing to do but with, with extortion and being paid money um, to – Basically, go away, and yeah. I, I think also there. This individual is pretty questionable, so I think you. I think we'll probably see a lot more from this story in the next week or two, sure. a couple of weeks, where um, she's actually trying to do a topless only party for twelve year olds and up. Whoa! Mm-hmm, at, a, at a pool. Wait, what? Yeah. So this is where it got. This is where the story got really creepy this Whoa. past week. She's trying to do a um, a, a topless only pool party for twelve year old twelve year old and up kids, no parents allowed. What? As a as a celebration of their sexuality. Mm. So th- nothing screams red flag here right. at all. Right now, the twelve year olds are going. Mm, I might I might get into that. Yeah. And this is yeah. So I'm not. I'm. I, this has no red flags at all. Sure. And uh, don't, don't be one, don't be worried, kids. Don't, yeah. Don't be distracted by this. Just yeah. continue watching your YouTube's. So- <laughs> Be careful now. Um, so <laughs> I think some of the, the argument that I'll have, and, and it, I read an article. Ironically, all the articles I looked up was from The Blaze or Christianity Today or whatever. The, the closest one I got to that wasn't, um, you know, one of those type of websites was the Daily Mail. Uh, but it didn't say if De Silva, who does the waxing, does does that for anybody else. I, I Based on the article, her husband didn't want her to do it because she was uh, worried about uh, he was worried about the harassment that she already received from this person. Uh, De Silva also said that um, the the Brazilian wax for a male uses different wax. There's different techniques that, mm-hmm. that has to be done, and she may not have she she may not have the skills to do that. So also, it could be a, could it be a medical harm in that sensitive area. So right. That's, I think it was one thing she also stated okay. in a different manner. Also. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, there could be viable reasons why she doesn't. I would say that if if she does that normally for guys, then and she doesn't do it for transgendered, I think that that would be maybe a little bit of questionable to be like, well, you do it for these guys, why don't you do it for this group of people? Yeah, but as she is the owner of her own free will and mm-hmm. owner of her own uh, products of her skill, therefore mm-hmm. it, you can discriminate. And discrimination is not a bad word, as everyone may say it is. You have the right to discriminate who you use and practice your arts on. I mean, yeah. if a serial killer walks in and needs a bake, a cake baked, you know, it's a known serial killer. I mean, you have the right to refuse to that service that person. Yeah. I mean, 
how about stores that say no shoes, no shirt, no sh- no shirt, no service? Yeah, they're discriminating against people that have no shoes and no shirts. Right, but they have the right to do that. That is true. So I, I, I mean, you go to a bank that says no no uh, glasses and no hoodies. I yeah, mean, I wear sunglasses and a hoodie. I mm-hmm. guess they're going to discriminate against me and my services yeah. there. So people people just get up in arms about yeah. anything. And I think I think people like this. I mean. This Jessica Yaniv, I think she gives other transgenders a, a bad name. A lot of a lot of transgenders that I know have, want nothing to do with this type of mm-hmm. movable politics because this is just moving the fence post a little further. All of a sudden, next, this someone like Jessica Yaniv is going to try to push the push the thing a little bit further, and it has yeah. nothing to do about progressing transgender LGBTQ IAP plus. Politics or civil rights has nothing to do with this. This is her own personal agenda. Mm-hmm. This is just like Jesse Jackson yeah. in, the, in the Push Coalition and whatever, or and, and Reverend, or I shouldn't say Reverend uh, Al Sharpton and them. How they will go before companies saying, "Hey, you have racist policies. We now need two point three million dollars mm-hmm. to shut up," and then they get paid. This is yeah. their master extortionist. Sure, I will think. I will say. I think it's a little bit different than the. Um, than the the cake bake because because there you're celebrating their union right and so I think that there's a little bit difference of hey I want to get a wax versus religiously I'm not going to um, celebrate that union or I think that that's okay so I think that there's a little bit of uh, <laughs> pardon the, the the pun but there's an apples and oranges issue that could be there just a little Probably bit may, maybe um, I think it's all down to the interpretation because still you're you, you're asking this baker to use their skill set their time and their skill set to make up make right. a product you're right no 100 percent agree mm-hmm. with that but like the the intention of said product may be a little bit different. Is all I'm saying. Oh, no, I agree with that. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I doubt this Jessica Neve was trying to celebrate a, a kid's six-year-old birthday party or something like that or, or a, you know, a union or whatever. But right. I, I, the intent the intent has nothing – in my mind, the, the intent has nothing yeah. to do with it. It's you're basically demanding someone to – you're demanding the services of someone that has to use their time, right. their skill set to perform something for you even though they have the right to say no. Yeah. No, I, I agree with I, that. I, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's like you said, a, again, pardon the pun, a slippery slope. Mm. So, all right. So Fall right into a manhole. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will have the 7773 Foundation. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. Uh, today, I want li- actually just stop. Go to this website right now, seven 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 three foundation dot org. That's the numbers seven 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 three. Yeah, you don't spell found, it out. Foundation.org. You can try to spell it out. I, I, I have no clue what that ends up with, and I don't think I want to find out. Right. But anyway, go to that go to that website right now. Go ahead and bookmark that. Um, you can also find them on the Facebooks, uh, YouTube. Um, 
Instagram, probably. Instagram. Yeah, that's where everybody's doing. That's what all the new kids are doing these days. Right. You go to that website, go to those those social media platforms, and I, I just want you to go ahead and follow them right now. Mm-hmm. You can do that while you're listening to the podcast, but go ahead and do those. Is, it'll uh, be on show notes, too, so you can scroll down. Absolutely. And so, there, yeah. so. so we, we have this organization on today. We have Coop. Coop is uh, the founder of this organization, and, uh, man, I, I just kind of went through a brief of his bio, and I will butcher it because I don't read great. Right. You know, I, I don't have the, 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 the reading and writing and arithmetic skills, so we're just going to go skip that. We're going to go directly to Coop. And <laughs> let's find out. So, Coop, welcome to the show. We appreciate you coming on today. Oh, yeah. Good to be here. So uh, let's let's get into this. I, I You know, your website, you you are doing some great things for the North Carolina, for basically men's uh, charities and organizations here in North Carolina for men's health and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, um, don't we won't hold it against you that you're a Tar Heel fan? Dum dum dum. Especially before basketball season, that's kind of sure. that's kind of fighting words around here. But you know what the good news is is football comes before basketball, so we can kind of make fun of them for that one. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but Mac is back. Mac is back. I didn't say I didn't know UNC had a football team. Yeah. It's okay. Little right. known fact. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks. Thanks for coming on, Coop. So let's. Listen, I think I want to start out in, the, in why you're here about the organization. Let's start that, and we'll kind of back up and kind of do a little Benjamin Button interview and kind of go in reverse. So um, tell us about your organization, how you got started, and what you know, what, what's your passion here? How it got started was actually walking and power walking, and it turned into running a marathon. Whoever thinks they're going to run a marathon right. in their life? I, I've never thought about that. Right. I didn't either. <laughs> right. But actually, I, my grandmother had passed, and, and that got me to – that was one of the most significant persons in my life that had mm-hmm. ever moved on. And that got me to looking at things, and I was parked up at San Francisco looking at the Golden Gate, installing one of these CNC robots. And I woke up, and I started – you know, I said, if I don't like looking at this, who 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 is? So I started walking, mm. and it led me. Be, don't hold. I don't know if you hold this against me or not, but I've been a Los Angeles Dodger fan my entire life since birth. You're clear on that one. I'm, I don't have any. <laughs> I, I don't have, have a dog in that well, fight. Well, I am an Atlanta Braves fan. Oh, I did so, not know that yeah, about you. Die hard, but it's okay. And then, anyways, I was I started power walking. Sure. I power walked to the Bart. Took the Bart down to watch the Dodgers and Giants and back and power walk again. Well, Coops is a a dreaming extremist. Okay, I like that. So so there's there's, there's really no shutoff valve either. It's just wide open, full throttle. And so being a Dodger fan, I found out in 2010 that the Los Angeles Marathon was going to start at Dodger Stadium. Oh, wow. That okay. brand new route going through Hollywood and end at Santa Monica Pier. Oh, wow. Well, I wasn't trained for it. I didn't know how to train for it. But I'm just coming. They, then they told me you needed to train six months for a marathon. And it was about three and a half months. <laughs> but they weren't going to hold the marathon back or change the date <laughs> right. for Coop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. But I was going to be a part of it because I was a Dodger fan. Yeah. And, and I did it. And once we got that one done, runners high or whatever it is, you catch the fever. And I wanted to run another marathon that was close to when my grandmother passed. Mm. And I found that was on the island of Kauai. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was my second marathon ever. There was probably also one in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, or the Hawaii trip. So you're like, right. oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll do the Hawaii trip. Sure. So and then, and then – the, 
you know, th- these are you're out running these marathons, and and you're trying to figure out. People are asking, why are you running them? What are you What are you doing it for? What who's it helping? Who's mm-hmm. it benefiting? And then you keep learning these things, and and all these organizations are five hundred one c threes to help give back, mm. and one thing led to another, and that's how um, we got to the point of starting a. Fa- I thought we needed to start a foundation to okay. to give back. All right. So what are we giving back to specifically? Like, is there? What, what? Well, it started out with the shirt that I have on here right now. It's okay. the 100 Mile Club. What's okay. the 100 Mile Club? What is the 100 Mile Club? It's in Norco, California. The founder is Kara Lubin, and she's a special education teacher mm. that took off. You remember the 92 had the Olympics, mm-hmm. and what she did was she took the model of the Olympics to the kids, and so the kids run, walk, or jog 100 miles in a calendar school year. Okay. They get to a certain level, 25, 50, 75, and at the end of the year, they have a ceremony and put the medals on the kids. Oh, and, wow. And they, they feel like they're on top of the world, you know, sure. and just get inspired. But anyways, once you meet Karen, you fall in love with mm. her and her organization and learning more about her organization, what she was doing, that kept leading me to the next thing. Okay. Well, so after we run the marathon, we got to Kauai. The next thing, I well, I ran into a guy named Bart Yazzo. Well, Bart Yazzo is the chief running uh, officer for Runner's World magazine, and he'd written a book. And I bought the book from him, and on the plane ride back, he had in there the 10 mo- places you must run in the world if you're a runner. And so I found the next challenge. That was uh, in uh, Durban, South Africa, oh. and that was, that was 56 miles. Holy you had to, you had to complete that in eleven hours fifty nine minutes and fifty nine seconds, and they take it very serious over there. That that marathon is called Comrades, and they literally take that event over there as serious as we take the Indianapolis five hundred here. Wow! So if, if there's no grace, normally at no, marathons around there's a lot of grace period. Okay. If you can finish, you're going to get the medal. Okay. Not not over there in in, in Durban. No. So anyways, I, I missed that cut. But I had I went back the next year and earned the medal. The following year is when I ran into Kara, and she, she has a 100-mile event. Starts in Norco, runs down the river trail, goes to Huntington Beach, finishes at Santa Monica Pier. 100 hours or 100 miles, you got to do it in 30 hours. Okay. Grace time's a little bit more on that one. Yeah. Got it. Well, and her race director for that event, Darren Van Soy, he had this vision of – doing a race across the USA. Mm. That's Huntington Beach to the White House. Wow. That's from, from January to, to June. And in the January to June, about four and a half months, six wow. marathons a week, rest on the 7th. Okay. Well, I had no clue how, how anyone even took off work for four months right, financially. That was my question. Yes. And, and uh, so... But it was an invitation only, and it was only going to be 12 people. But the whole purpose for that event was to raise money for this 100-mile club. Okay. So Coop's small. He's short. He's from the small town in southern Indiana, <laughs> and but he doesn't think small. Yeah. So I'm out here in, in southern California in Hawthorne at 
Tesla and SpaceX, and I'm installing these robotic routers at, at both of them places, and the light bulb goes off. Because I was raised by a contractor in, in Indiana where he builds houses and do roofs, and you do business with me, we do business with you kind of thing. Sure. So the light bulb was, well, Elon's paying, they're paying me to put these machines in. Why don't we just give him that money back in the, to the in the form of a Tesla? Mm. Take the Tesla and 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 have people get chances, donations for a chance to win that car to give back to others. Okay, so that's yeah. where that came from. Oh wow! And there's a lot of process in between there, but before I got the Tesla. We needed to – well, we thought we needed to have the 501c3 set. Sure. Okay. And I've asked uh, – I've told a lot of people what's more difficult, <laughs> dribbling a basketball across the United States <laughs> or putting in a, a a Tesla sweepstakes raffle, what have you. Uh-huh. And it, it's more challenging this car – getting this car <laughs> and, and people entered on it than it was going across the country. It was harder to do the 501c3 than to dribble a basketball across the entire U.S. That, that, that's coming from Coop, and the, yeah, I lived it. <laughs> I, oh I'm still living I, it. I can imagine that. I, I wouldn't even imagine. That would be crazy. Anytime you deal with paperwork and any type of governmental agency or office sure. or, and tax code, yeah, yeah it's got to be pretty difficult, I imagine. So tell our listeners, what. so what is this uh, giveaway for the Tesla? How does this, how does this work? Well, we've been at it. We were supposed to launch it before we started dribbling across the country. But because of all the legality and making sure everything was legal, right. we we had to put it on the back burner until we got across. Put Once, it on the brakes, no pun yes. intended. But I have to tell you, the car is pretty special because, I mean, it, it's a car for the people to help the people. Mm. And that's what it's always been since I've had the vision. And... When we went to pick up the car, I took my two nephews and niece, and I let them go through the orientation. And when when they went through the orientation of a Tesla, mm-hmm. they, they, they you can name the car. And the car is named Grandma Wanda after my mother <laughs> oh, that, that wow. had passed. So there's, there's, there's a lot of sentiment in, the, in this yeah. car. And doing this kind of uh, uh, giveaway sweepstakes – most of these probably happen within six months or less, and there's been several that's come and gone amongst ours. But this is the first one we've done, mm-hmm. and I've told our supporters and I've told everybody we run into, this is not a one and done. Mm-hmm. This is not a one and done. And how long does it take to get a college degree? Four years, right? Yeah. Right now, by the time we give this car – away it's going to be 30 months we're going to be giving it away on october the 13th oh wow when we will we'll stop we'll pause where we're at going across the country here we'll fly over to maui (laughs) we'll be running the maui marathon and once we dribble across the finish line then we'll announce the winner oh wow that's pretty cool very cool now i i i'll just back and tell you how i met met uh, coop so okay but where Buston Knuckle is in Mooresville, he has uh, – there's an RV repair place or RV maintenance guy there. And his Tesla, Tesla bus there is uh, – or it's a bus that he's going to be traveling on that has the Tesla 
car, Tesla name on the side of it. You know, attention drawer for his foundation. Sure. So anyway, one day I finally see these guys out there. I thought, I'll be honest with you, I thought the thing was just probably a repo and somebody hiding it. <laughs> so because I didn't see it move. But anyway, so I finally walked up to him. I, I saw them out there and saw the Tesla out there, and I kind of introduced myself and. Mm. Um, anyway, just start chatting with him. Anyway, Coupet was gracious enough to let me test drive this Tesla. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, I work with a horsepower, combustible, you know, fuel every day. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, that, that thing's badass. Yeah. I mean, it well, is. Very cool. Yeah, he, he, Have you been in it yet? No. I'm scared I wouldn't be able to get out of it. That would be the problem. But it's it's a badass car. I mean, it's got this full, like, double, triple iPad size screen. You can do all customization to it. I mean, oh, it, wow. it, is, it is badass. I mean, he, Very cool. He put it, like, on, the you know, the NASCAR mode and let me just. What? Yeah. Out. Yeah. There's a NASCAR mode? Well, it started out insane mode. Yeah. And then it, then it went to the ludicrous mode. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm, t- I'm talking about zero to 60 and probably, like, two, three or Something like that. It's crazy. I mean, it is. You got to feel it. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. I, I luckily, I wore my brown pants that day. That's good. Yeah. That's good. With yeah. this, with the stain right around the crotch <laughs> yeah. area. Already but it was pre-stained. Yeah. Very nice. But no, it's yeah, it's a nice car. Man, well, amazing technology. Um, it, should, it should be interesting to see where that ends up in a few years. Yeah. But, By the but, way, my wife was like, "We should buy one." I'm like, "Um, no." <laughs> like, like, I, how can we afford that? It's like it's only five grand a month. Only ten, if you put ten grand down. Sorry. <laughs> I'll wait for you to find one at auction. How about that? Um, so you dribble across America. How, how did this happen? Yeah. Okay. So when I first started running marathons, I wasn't dribbling. Right. But that would be tough. Being a basketball fan, growing up in southern Indiana, you, 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 it's in your veins, right? Mm. And you're you're from Kentucky. It's cr- you know what no, I'm talking about. I understand. About. So on 11-11-11. Okay. That's Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. But do you remember what game was played on that day? I don't. Okay, it was between the University of Michigan State and the University of North Carolina. Okay. And it was the very— Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo. Mm-hmm. Good and, coach, by the way. Yep. And uh, it was played on the flight deck of the USS Carl Vison. Okay. And it's uh, Coronado Island. And there's 1,500—no tickets sold to public. 1,500 given to each university, and the rest— for our military, the active and veterans. Okay. And President Obama's going to be on this ship. So yeah. you're not scalping a ticket <laughs> sure. to, to get aboard this sure. thing. Your your name is printed on it, and the last four digits of your driver's license are okay. not aboard. So Quicken Loans was sponsoring this event, okay. and they were giving away tickets on Facebook and Twitter. Why? The question we had to all answer is, why do you deserve to be on this ship? Well, you know, how can you answer that? Right. You don't deserve it over each other, right? Right. So about two weeks before the event, I flew up to D.C. and I got uh, entered into the Marine Corps Marathon. It's a very popular one that everybody tries to get in and, and wants to run, like okay. New York City also. But um, so I got in this marathon and I'm running this thing and I, I'm, I'm about mile three and they're handing me my water. And I look over and I see a school and a, and a basketball go and the, uh, the light bulb goes off. You have a lot of light bulbs. Going I, off. I need a basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The light bulbs just keep popping. <laughs> so they look at me, of course, like I've got three heads. Uh-huh. 
you're running a marathon. Get out there and keep going. Yeah. What do you need that for? So I, I go on about my way. Mm-hmm. And you've been up to see the monuments at, at mm-hmm. D.C.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you know about when you get up there, all the tourists are oh, around. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's a young kid pulling a rickshaw. Uh, another uh, another idea, another wow. light bulb. This kid's local. He might just know where we can get one. Okay. So I will go up to him. I say, you know, I'm running this marathon. I got a $20 bill in my pocket. Any chance we can get a basketball somewhere you can find? He thought a minute. He's like, I, I, I think we probably can. So he took the challenge. We changed phone numbers. He went to go get the ball. He brought it back to me. And I dribbled for the first time the last 11.11 miles of that marathon. Oh, wow. And, of course, you know, everybody was asking me questions. I was passing to the participants and passing to the spectators and it was really a fun deal. Very cool. But all the questions I got along the way, more light bulbs went off. Mm-hmm. You know, being from Indiana, I broke every light in my mother's house as a child. <laughs> and, and she still loved me even though I broke them all. Right. But it came natural. Mm. So what looked hard to them was very natural to me. And I'm not a fast runner. Okay. I I just kind of jog along. Mm-hmm. But they thought that this was hard, so it gave me a reason to be slow. Oh, okay. okay. So that's – that's. Uh, but I didn't get the Quicken Loans tickets from that. No. Where it got me to was the Marine Corps Scholarship Fund Foundation mm. was able to make the highest donation and got on the ship. Oh, okay. And ever since then, it's it's, it's been dribble, dribble, dribble. But back to the – race across the USA that Darren had the vision for. Yeah. I told him, I said, if you want me on this team, I'm going to be dribbling basketball. He's like, what? You're you're not going to make it, but but okay, we're going to let you do it. Mm -hmm. So he followed me pretty well. So that was the first, uh, oh, it was uh, 10 out of 11 days, 267 miles from Huntington Beach to Parker, Arizona. And I dribbled a, an official Maui Invitational game ball. Oh, my God. I know. Because I, I don't just like, you, you go know, big or go home, We go right? big or go home. Okay. And I don't know if you've been to the Maui Invitational yet. Uh, no. One of the greatest, n- not one of, I think it is, for me personally, mm-hmm. the greatest sporting event on the planet. Really? Yes. And I would give up going to the Final Fours or going – I'd, I'd give up about every event wow. to go to that. And I've been a, a, a fixture there since 2004. It was wow. my first year. Hmm. But uh, let's see. Let's go back to where we was. Oh, the. Uh, You're in Arizona dribbling. Right. I So I I get the ball. For, I, you donate and take a ball from there every year. And I wanted to dribble with the leather ball. It made it all the way, but it was – I've still got it, and but it's not going another mile. <laughs> sure. <laughs> a little like Wilson from uh, that movie. So, yeah. 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 yeah it's, it, my question is – do you ever hit a rock and it just like flies out somewhere? You know, it, I I get that often, and no, wow, it doesn't happen like that. And it, I don't know why it stays, <laughs> but it stays real close to me. Going when I went all the way across, it was, I was somewhere going through Iowa or something, and I was in a, a small neighborhood, and it got away from me. But very rare does it ever get up get away from me. Now, um. 
oh, when I start these marathons and you're you're walking up with all these people and they're looking at you like, what's it? This guy's out to basketball. Almost always without fail, I'll start in the very back. Mm-hmm. Out of respect for all the other runners, mm-hmm. they don't know me. Right? They don't know that. I mean, I don't want them to think that they're going to trip and fall or something. Sure. So yeah. we just we just stay back there out of kindness. But no, we didn't lose any going all the way across. We That's haven't crazy. lost any yet. Do you, you do you carry extras just in case? Like one goes one, flat, one extra, one extra, <laughs> <laughs> or he just he just find the closest rickshaw oh. uh, driver and he can just yeah. Here's a twenty spot. We have found a good the one of the best balls right now is uh it's the Under Armour. Oh. I've dribbled about every brand there is and when you when you factor in all the temp, different temperatures, yeah. This one dribbles the best. There's no deflate gate going on here at this point, right? So <laughs> right. just to be clear. Okay. All right. Strange, strange, strange question. I wonder if nitrogen would work better in these balls versus oxygen. Because, you know, they do tires with nitrogen now. So I'm just kind of curious. We might have to check it out. I think I see a light bulb going on. Another light bulb. There it is. My wife happens to work for Adidas, so I'm going to have to see if I can get you an Adidas ball. Yeah. Actually, I believe that Maui Invitational ball was Adidas. Oh, really? It was. Wow. But that was leather, and I I don't think they're sponsoring anymore. Well, you're gonna have to. Uh, well, you're gonna start busy. wearing. You're gonna start wearing Adidas apparel on hashtagging Adidas in. We will, Jesse, and that way maybe you guys can become an influencer for Adidas and get the free hookups. So How maybe, about that? Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll pay players. Because well you remember uh, our, our sketch? Yeah, became an influencer with Adidas in Houston. Yeah, and he was just. Uh, a white boy writing articles on Christian hip hop and yeah. has a very big following on that yeah. with his Adidas apparel. So yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of, um, oh, well, <laughs> I was going to say Adidas, but your wife works for Adidas, so <laughs> it pays pay, the bills. Well, it so. pays the bills and it pays players. Got it. Yeah. All right, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> so you want to back up and let's go. The, the original vision. For that Tesla was when the whole team was going across the country, hmm. and and then when I don't know if I told you yet, but my mother became ill during that time. Oh no! And while the team was going across, I also had to make a big decision. I mean, they were this was a year of planning, and Coop doesn't live much on planning. It's for the, <laughs> spur of the moment stuff. But SpaceX had bought two more big robots that that were going to land in the middle of this cross-country with the team. Hmm. So I had to make the decision of um, playing Forrest Gump and running with them, <laughs> leaving SpaceX hanging, and, and also leaving the financials on the table. So we we were able to dribble across to Arizona, okay. and then we broke, we let the team go, and then I went back and, and got the projects done, and then kind of rejoined the team Holy sparingly cow. across the country. But at the same time, sadly, my mother became ill, and mm. I was flying back and forth from LA to Indy, spending oh, wow. time with her. But mm. then when we, when she passed, I, I knew that I had to pick up that ball and, dri- and dribble it across the country, mm. and, and we also needed to have that Tesla where people could donate and enter at that time, but we it didn't happen that way. Mm. Even though we got across the country, once we finished, I came back and I said, I, I know the purpose of this car. Yeah. And, and it's not my car. It's the car to help the people. Some way we have to figure out a way to get this launched. Okay. And pretty much everything we do on the dates is significant. Um, so we launched it 
after I finished on Mother's Day. Mm. And so two year, it was going on two years this Mother's Day. So that's how I said it'll be 30 months time we get to October. But when I dribbled across the USA, we started on 7-3. Who, who, who in their right mind is, is going to start dribbling through the desert the hottest time? Not me. No, me neither. No. Also, holiday with holiday traffic, too. But m- mom was seven. Yeah. Said she was seventy three. Okay, and oh, that's why that date happened. But the ending came to me before the before the beginning. So the ending was the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had wow. no, I had really no uh, excitement to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew I was supposed to do it, so that's where the ending was going to be. And then the rest, we just backtracked, and it all fell into place. The ending actually ended up. On at the Naismith uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, oh wow! So we we went across. We ran New York City, and after we went on up. And what date did we end on? Eleven eleven. Oh, so you you're get, you're telling me you decided I'm going to run cross country, and then just to finish it up, I'm going to throw in the New York City Marathon just for fun. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh. And you doesn't stop, kids. But <laughs> you got to after running all those miles. I was in the best shape of my life oh, sure. when, I, when I got there. And prior to the New York City Marathon, I had never dribbled and broke five hours. At the New York City wow. Marathon, we, we made 445. Wow. So so you were just you were tearing, flying, it, up. tearing you were it up. Letting it eat. But wow. The bur- running through the five boroughs, there's so much uh, – uh, fans up there, the, the support is, you want to go do it again. You didn't see an In-N-Out burger there by chance just laying on the ground, did you? I did not, but man, <laughs> I, I would have stopped for it, especially the grilled onions. Mm. Oh, yeah. How about so, you? So uh, how many pairs of shoes do you go through dr- walk, uh, running oh, across that's America? Point. That's a great question. And I, I say I went through seven shoes and seven basketballs, but there were point in times when I actually had loafers on because my feet had mm. swollen so much, and you know I I, I didn't have I got dehydrated and desalted in Kingman, Arizona, sure. and I had my crew with me, and they weren't really crew, and I don't know if you probably not crewed for a a bad. Have you ever heard of the bad water? Ultra marathon. They started just in the, Mexico. They, yeah. Just in Mexico. They start at the bottom of Death Valley and they run. They oh just ran goodness. it, and they run up to uh, the base of Mount Whitney. Wow, it's 135 miles. Whoa. Yeah, and they just finished. They run it in July. Y'all. Anyways, I got to Kingman and I walked under my own feet into the emergency room. <laughs> and where was your team at this point? Yeah, she walked with me. Okay. Yeah, and we walked in there, and the, the doc he's looking at me, and and he's like, you know, what's what's going on here, and what what are you doing? And I'm and I'm telling him, and he's like, dude, how old are you? I said, well, I'm fifty. He said, well, I'm a runner, and I'm thirty two. And I just not a chance that I'd be doing what you're trying. <laughs> what are you thinking? I'm like, well, it's just you, you got to do something. You got to do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the just a regular standard marathon. The the toll it takes on your body is quite drastic. I mean, you your kidneys take a plunge. Mm. Um, you you become severely dehydrated. Um, your heart. You know, become can become enlarged for a shortened period of time. It's mm. it's it's gonna be brutal taxing on your body. And then you add back to back to back like that. Days. Yeah. 
So let me share a little bit more with you on the marathon. So if if it was just the elite runners that were out there running, they couldn't financially put these events on. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they extend the time, and they give you an eight-hour cutoff to finish. Okay. You, you, we can walk that and finish. Okay. So <laughs> that's my point. My point is I'm, I may sleep a couple extra hours, let the whole marathon team, all, not the team, but the whole, everybody that's running, mm-hmm. let them go on, and then I'll start and, and finish right at the end of the eight hours by starting two hours later. Gotcha. But, I mean, but still, though, it's yeah. 25 miles. Twenty six point two. Twenty six point two. Twenty six point two miles per day. Is that? Yeah. Is that? And we we went ahead and and rounded it up to thirty. Wow. Just to for just good, for fun. Just for and fun. There's probably a reason why there too. <laughs> good. Look, I, my uh, my cardiologist. He he ran uh, five marathons in five days to bring awareness to our, our transplant center. Mm. <sighs> His poor legs. That's all. Because I had to do an article on him for our newsletter mm-hmm. at the transplant center, mm-hmm. his four legs. Goodness, <laughs> I mean, goodness. like I mean, I, I should have been there standing on on the sidelines cheering him on with a with a Gatorade jug full of pickle juice, you know, for the electrolytes. But I wasn't. But yeah. man, I just I can't imagine, man. I can't imagine doing that many miles, walking, skipping. Crawling. No. I mean, I just couldn't imagine doing miles away. I, I would be frustrated just driving cross country, much less having to walk. Right. I, I hear that often. Look, they don't even want to drive 50 miles. No, no. Look, I get pissed walking from the parking lot <laughs> inside of a Krispy Kreme waiting on my hot dozen. So I, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. You're so mad. I am. Oh, goodness. So, what, so you have the 100 Mile Foundation and the 100 Mile Club. Tell us more. How is that impacting people? Well, it, it's impacting the youth and the kids. And the way she, the vision started was she couldn't keep her kids, you know, focused in the classroom. Mm. And she she noticed that when she got them out, outside recess or whatever, took them out a little bit it and helped them, you know, on their uh, focus of their classroom mm-hmm. and also on their, um, their fitness. Mm-hmm. God, it's got to be huge now, the fitness. I mean, I, kids are so used to just being inside all day long. I mean, they don't get outside and ride the bicycles and rough and tumble anymore. No, it's all the video games. Yeah, yeah. My, kids are, guilty, my kids are guilty yeah. of it, too. So what specifically, maybe like the, the foundation, it's going to help the kids with the 100-mile with the cl- challenge? Is that, is that how that's working? Like they, the kids will run the 100 miles? Foundation provides them the medals and the awareness and, and that type of yeah, and that's that's just that's the first one. There's okay. there's several other organizations. Okay, I mean I've been told you know Coop, you you need to focus and and just help one organization. <laughs> well, it's hard to do that. It's hard to do that. So there's others like uh, the Urban Surf for Kids. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Yeah. They help. They take foster kids mm. to the ocean for the first time in their lives. Wow! And and they they teach them how to surf, and they interact different times with uh, uh, police officers, firemen, and different things like that. Wow! So and that's that's in San Diego and uh, uh, Daytona the, Beach. Yeah, the UNC uh, Men's U- Health. UNC Men's Health. Yeah. That um, has just all came about and. Um, 
with Dr. Eric Wallen, and they're trying to help men of my age and whatnot take better care of their bodies yeah. go in and get the checkup they they most of us unless we're dying we don't go in yeah. and do that so mm. that's what this men's is all about okay yeah there is no male privilege when it comes to health so guys out there get your, get your annual check checkups and uh turn your head and cough yeah turn your head and cough yeah. it's, it's one time a year i guess right <laughs> so like, it's been a while since find your cards right yeah. Ooh, yeah, there you go. But yeah, you got you got to do you got to go check. I mean, how many people we've known have not followed up with checkups here lately that mm-hmm. have you know just had something tr- catastrophic happen? So yeah. it's, it's definitely good for that. Yeah. Uh, and you also, I think, another organization called For the Kids is that Carolina For the Kids. Yep. Yeah, they're they're they do they're famous for doing the dance marathon e- each year. But it was unique to get involved with them because. It's ran by the students of mm. the university. Mm. I like that. And I do too. And that's kind of we 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 started out with at being seventy seven dollars and seventy three cents to to enter. Oh, nice. And once we got involved with the Carolina for the kids, and and they were test driving the car, and they were seeing it. The vision was, um, well, they all want the car. Mm-hmm. Sure, but sure. they, but the stu- student isn't gonna. They can't afford seventy seven dollars. So yeah. we brought it down to seventeen dollars, so that if they wanted their chance, they could. Yeah, everybody awesome. have the right opportunity. That's awesome. Now, one one thing I, I really appreciate about guys like yourself that start, start things and try to provide funds to places you you feel your heart pulled to. I mean, you know, we've talked in this podcast many times, especially from my point of view, we can't, government can't solve problems. It's, sure. it's these nonprofits out there that are filling the gap, like mm-hmm. the, the urban surf kids. Yeah. I mean, what are, they, cool. what, what are they doing? They're actually taking kids as part of the system and mentoring them. Yeah. Man, how powerful is that? That's, that's, the, cool. that's the organizations that will have impact on these kids' lives for years to come. Uh-huh. I mean, who, who knows? Taking a kid out and putting on a surfboard could probably stop a cycle of absurdity that's been in this kid's lifeline all its life and stops it. Sure. I mean, I, I just admire place, or organizations like that. Yeah. So, man, so you people out there wonder what you can do, 7773foundation.org, mm-hmm. and uh, just, you know, Go drop a few bucks. Uh, let's out. not forget about the trips for kids here down oh. down in Charlotte. Yeah. So, you know, they, they take the youth out on the bike rides on the weekends. Okay. So that's another one that's what's, close what's, to home what's here. The name, what's the name of the organization? Trips for Kids. Trips for Kids. Yep. And what kind of bikes? Well, they have a, they have another the bikes that they rebuild. They're all donated. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. We need, we need to check these guys out. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Very cool. Wow. <laughs> So many wow. things, and and all these light bulbs are just popping off. What are what are some of the things that, like, are, I'm sure there's organizations that you're just like I just maybe I can't take anymore. Like you've got so much on your plate now, but you feel it feels like you're just doing whatever you can and whatever organization you can help. Yeah, mainly. I mean, we, you know, it took me a long time to understand about donating my money and giving my money away mm-hmm. and. Knowing that once I've made the decision, like whatever it is, if it's March of Dimes or whatever, your St. Jude, once you donate it, that's it. You've done your part. Mm. And I don't have to 
watch anything else. I just mm-hmm. go do another part somewhere else. So how did I solve that? I went and started meeting the CEO of all these organizations. Mm. I got to the root of it. I got involved. I hung out with them. I run marathons with them. I went and acted with the with the kids with them, and that's how you, you know. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm, there's so many organizations out there, and I, I'm yeah. telling you right now, I'm just like our, our great friend um, Gwen with Amazing Grace. Yeah. I mean, does tremendous things out there that um, the larger body politique of, you know, Cabarrus County, where we're at, they couldn't handle what she does. Yeah. But it takes private organizations doing that. And these guys are funded by guys like yourself or, you know, other people that just may not have an opportunity to go dribble basketball or, you know, across country or may not have the the smarts like me, like I don't have to go play, you know, uh, poker for charity or anything like that (laughs) because I would lose all the charitable funds. But, you know, these (laughs) these organizations and guys like you that are the vehicle that support them, I mean, hats off to you. I'm not just trying to blow smoke up, but um, – there's a new organization called uh, Tesla's for Brandon. So if you guys want to go donate, to that, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be on his website. It's called so. our Patreon link. What are you talking about? <laughs> so can we, uh, I'm sure our listeners don't, uh, may not know, how did you get involved with Tesla? And because you work for them, correct? Well, how it happened, I, I put in the CNC robots for a, an Italian company. Now, what's a CNC robot? Computer numerical controlled. And you know, there's three forms of robots. And mostly, most of the times, and back in our day, we think of R2-D2. Right. And that's the highest form. Okay. And then you have the lowest form, which is... My the, vacuum cleaner. Yeah. You got it. Okay. The Cartesian <laughs> 5 is what I work on. And it's basically just a, a bunch of steel with some servo drives on it and a, and a computer NC control to it. And you type, you program what you want it to cut and trim and whatnot. Okay. All right. So I've installed these all over the world. That's all I've done my whole life. And so the companies order, call in, they order these, and then I just get the orders to go put them in. Okay. Um, so... I, I got to tell you a funny story though. Sure. The, t- the Tesla engineers did all the legwork on on the machines that we put in. Okay, and they called up and they said, "This is what we want. This is what we need." And okay, they didn't want the salesman to come in. That they, they already had it done. Sure. And so, anyways, I wasn't in the meetings, but um, right across the that's the Tesla R and D in Hawthorne, and right across the street is, is SpaceX. And so those engineers over there got wind that and, – and the two don't interact. They don't <laughs> intermix. Sure. But they got wind that there's going to be a, a CNC robot going in over there. Okay. So somebody went back up to, to Elon and, and said, uh, well, we hear there's a robot going on over there. <laughs> and um, – Basically, and like I said, I wasn't in the meeting, right? But you can just tell what it was. Is what's what's more important here, right? The rockets or the cars, right? Mm-hmm. You want one, we want one. Yeah, yeah. So Elon comes back to, to the sales guys, <laughs> his team, Elon's team, and says, "We got good news and bad news. Uh-huh. The good news is." We need another machine. <laughs> the bad news is we got to change all the serial numbers for the legality because the Tesla's public and SpaceX is private. Oh, okay. And um, so I'm unloading 
the robot at SpaceX right across the street with the Tesla oh, guy wow. sitting there watching it. <laughs> and I knew when I unloaded it that I saw it and I'm like, this doesn't look like the right design. No, no. So I called up the office. I said, what's going on here? This doesn't look like it. it's going to be beefy enough. And sure enough, that's when I got that whole story mm. of what happened, that Tesla's machine went in SpaceX first. Right. Uh-oh. Yeah, but it it all worked out great because you you know you you wait a little bit and you get a newer model. Yeah, mm, so yeah. it all worked out well. <laughs> wow, they're Goodness. they're communicating like West Germany and East Germany, just <laughs> that borderline and just looking at each other across the fence. There, I guess or the House and the Senate, either way. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Gotcha. Wow, what an amazing story, man! What else yeah. you got for us? Oh man, <laughs> some inside baseball. What do we got? Inside baseball. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what other information? What else you got going? Any, any other future plans you got besides this? Uh, you, you leave out here soon and going to go cross country. Anything else you got planned? Because you obviously got some light bulbs planning, right? Maybe maybe you concocted something with Elon Musk and you're going to be the first guy dribbling a ball on the moon or Mars. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dribbling the ball that on the moon. legit. <laughs> no, actually, I've... I've I've heard him give a few speeches, and and you know I haven't I don't hang out with Elon. <laughs> I think he's he's pretty busy. But it'd be my luck. I'd be nominated for that guy. They, the 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 uh, first uh, when they launched the car in space. I'd be the test dummy and oh, see yeah. that. That's what yeah. I'd be elected for that. So. Yeah. No, we we actually we, the vision is a couple about eighteen months here, and then we're going to go back from from. East to west, mm-hmm. across the country as far as we can go, get that done. And then right after that, we'll rest a little bit. And the plan is to turn around and come back again. And we're going to these cities that are going to be playing in the Maui Invitational. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the points are laid out. Man, not you're, go- you're not going pre- to Kentucky. Yeah. Cal, Cal hates that. <laughs> he Maui does. Invitation. Why? I don't know it's why. It's so he... frustrating. It is frustrating. I, I think he's scared of the spam. He doesn't like eating a spam Maybe in Hawaii. Maybe yeah. You think so? Could be. Uh, he, he Cal will not go. Maybe because he maybe maybe because he secretly wears coconut bras and just want to show everybody up over there. <laughs> you keep you keep talking and we'll we'll go fisticuffs, my friend. <laughs> all right, but that's very cool. So all the cities that are playing in the the Maui, you're going to go visit those. Yeah, like I said, I've been a fixture over there. Uh, just you, you can't get anything anymore. Every time I go to Maui, there there ends up a lifetime relationship made. Mm. That's awesome, and. To go there, and, and it's very intimate. There's only about 2,000, 2,200 yeah, seats in that big. gymnasium. Small, yeah. and, and everybody is, is their selves. They mm. can all be their selves. And so anyways, we're going to use that to help uh, raise as well. Very cool. Man. Wow. Well, hopefully you'll uh, be able to phone in a couple times with us. We'd love to get updates. Oh, that would be great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And just keep in touch. Cool. We can do that because I'm, I'm sure our listeners, because uh, especially some of our international listeners, they love to kind of hear what's going on with uh, yeah. your stateside. So I yeah, would love to be able to call in and we will yeah, figure out how to get in touch with you and get some updates. I got that. I, I keep the headset on while I'm out there dribbling, and and I would get I'd get calls while I was coming across. <laughs> 
from from. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I get out of breath walking down the stairs, not up the stairs, but down the stairs here. Sure. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know how you do it. No, and I can't chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. So <laughs> put us together, we may be able to do something. But... Well, I, well, hold on. You're pulling the rickshaw when <laughs> oh. I'm with me in it, looking for a twenty dollar basketball. <laughs> well, I got. I got one other thing I can share with you. It's, yeah. Uh, there. I mean, I'm dribbling one ball, right? Oh, no. There's a guy named Jerry Knox out of Chino Hills that holds the world record for not just dribbling one, the fastest in a marathon, but dribbling two, oh, the fastest. Nope. Then there's an, an, another guy in, in down by Florida. His name's Doc, Dr. Dribble. <laughs> and, and he broke Jerry's record up in uh, Seattle. This was a couple of years ago. And so anyways, I've got a friend I was invited to run down in the San Diego Marathon. Well... Jerry and Dr. Dribble are going to go head-to-head and face-off down there. It's a face-off. I'd never dribbled two balls before. So I'm like, how? and these guys could literally outrun me dribbling two while I'm dribbling one. Right. Mm -hmm. So we can't let that happen. No. No. So what do we do? We take two balls and we dribble the, and we almost killed ourselves. Sure, I mean, <laughs> right. I, luckily I had on gloves, and I can't remember what mile it was, five or six. But I, I, I didn't do a face plant, but I did a hand plant. We saved ourselves. Oh my gosh! But we got up and we finished. I forget what it was, six and a half hours or something. But it's the last time that yeah. I'm going to dribble to it one oh, time. I don't blame you. See, I could probably run and eat a bag of Lay's potato chips. <laughs> that, that's probably about all I could do at the same time. I, yeah. I, I couldn't do the dribble ball thing. So, Good wow. gracious. Dude. I can't even imagine. Did you, do, your, do your hands ever start just— People people always ask me about that, but they, they don't bother me one bit. Mm. And sometimes I wear—it depends on the weather and the temperature, yeah. Yeah. whether you wear gloves or not. Well, man, we pray for your ventures and as far as— uh, uh, good weather and everything like that. Hopefully, no freak storms come up on your path. And uh, yeah, you know, we the first time we came across, it was a, a, a race and a deadlines and all this. We're, we're going to do more casual, uh, and and we did run through the rain and all that. But I'm not. We're not going to do so much of that this time. Yeah. Does your does your team look at the weather forecast of the upcoming day and be like, hey, there's, I mean, there's like dangerous weather that's coming up. We should probably hold off. Yeah, we we do actually we do check a little bit of that. Yeah, um, you don't want to be running in the middle of a hurricane, like a hurricane or a tornado or anything like that. Right, and I want to circle back again and, yeah. and tell you that the the ultimate goal that the vision that we see. With, it's just not about Coop out there dribbling a basketball. I mean, I, I've, I've done that. It's about more than that. It's a, it's about dribbling into different cities and getting set up an organization uh, where the kids can come out and, and interact and we can dribble a 5K or whatnot. Oh, so wow. that's what we're working on for week 2020. Wow. So the course that we're going to go, we're going to start in uh, in San Fran and what's it, Stanford, and then it goes down to UNLV. Okay. And then Austin, Texas. Okay. And then Alabama and Mm. then then, uh, up to Indiana. Yeah. Oh, wow. Indiana. And then Davidson's in it. Whoa, oh, wow. I didn't, didn't know that. Davidson's going. So we're getting wow. booked out for 2020 now. 2020. Yeah. We got Definitely. IU, North Carolina, and Davidson all there. Wow. So anyways, the the, the vision we're working, because they have a, uh, once you go over on 
I believe it's on Sunday. They have the Maui Invitational 5K right there. Okay. And the vision that Coop is seeing is to run a 5K in each of these cities as we come across the country. Awesome. Wow. Very cool. And, and interact with the kids there. That's yep. pretty yeah. cool. That's very cool. The cool thing would be because the passion I have for basketball, ideally, every kid that comes to run would get a basketball. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, maybe we can see if we can help be a part of making that happen too. Yeah, eventually, that'd be very cool. Wow. Um, what's been the 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 best state that you've you've gone through? Like just scenery or experience oh, or you know, there's there's many of those. Okay, but I, I've got to share this story with you because yeah. do, doing this show with you would not do justice without telling you about when we went through uh, New Mexico. Okay. I woke up one morning, and we were at a, a abandoned, desolate gas station. It was it was kind of like a scene that I was going to see, you know, twenty years into the future when we've got all these electric cars and the gas stations right. are, don't right. exist anymore. Yeah, my crew was sleeping, and I got up early, and I went out, and these two little pups were meeting me out the door, and I didn't think anything about it. About five, six weeks old, I took off. Nobody around. I'm dribbling right down the double yellow line. Mm-hmm. And they start following me. And I keep on going. I'm looking, and they're going. They're just having fun messing around. And I finally I get up. I see a little uh, 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 motel with a little restaurant on it. I'm hungry. Let me go in and get something to eat. I go in and get filled up and whatnot, and I come out. And one of those pups is still sitting there looking for food, water, and love. Oh, no. And so I'm like, I got to go back in and, and, and get the food. And so I brought it back out, got it fed up and loved it, and, and I took off again. Mm-hmm. Go back. I look about mile, mile nine. They're still there. <laughs> I keep going. About mile 16, my sister comes up and is bringing me my food and water again, and that pup is still there. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, man, that pup is fighting for its life. And neither one of us really wanted a dog, but that dog earned a, earned a ride. Yeah. <laughs> and we were on the Navajo Indian Reservation at the time. So you got to guess what we named the dog? Navajo. Yeah, that's a good program wow. name, yeah. Yeah, so, so from then we went up to Four Corners. And Navajo was sick, and she was probably born in the wild. Mm-hmm. And it took until we got to Kansas to get her nursed back to life, oh, teach wow. her how to lead with the leash. Mm-hmm. And then she took off, and she would run, and she ran 30 miles with me. Oh, wow. Every day, all the way to all the way across. Wow. So now Navajo has a home in Indiana. Oh, wow. So th- that's... We did the whole country with Navajo almost, mm-hmm. so to do it without the dog, we're wondering which rescue dog is coming next. Oh, wow. yeah, you never know. That's, that is cool. Interesting segue to uh, next time you're in New Mexico, get you some Navajo fry bread. Yeah. Some, some delicious food there. Some good carbs for you. Heck, so. yeah. I, I would be amiss. Like, have, you mentioned, like, you just you went into, like, a little restaurant. Yep. What happens if, like, your stomach just turns halfway through? <laughs> you know what? It's, Pray to hope it doesn't. It's, it's when you start this run, walk, jogging and whatnot, it, it's, it's, it's mind over. <laughs> and you just block it out. There is no pain. It doesn't matter if you've got five, six, seven blisters on your feet. Uh-huh. 
You just keep going. Keep going. Just don't. You just don't run in the Mexican food restaurant or right. some Taco Bell. <laughs> but if, if you had my sister here and she would tell you after mile twenty, I, my brain gets a little bit distorted. Uh, I start imagine. going down the wrong path. I imagine. Wow. Wow. Well, good. Well, that's amazing. What an amazing story. Amazing heart that you're you're doing this for for the kids. Yeah. The, well, for thanks for allowing us to be able to share part of your story here. Yeah. Just keep it going. We appreciate you having us here. Yeah. No doubt. Well, like I said, be sure you make sure you check in. We'd love to check your progress and share along with our, our listeners here. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks again, Yeah, Coop. man. Thanks, Coop. Yep. Hey, well, once again, we thank Coop for coming in from the 7773 Foundation. Just go check out his website at 7773foundation.org. Yeah, you can also check him out on Instagrams and Facebook. Um, yeah, we just really appreciate that. What an inspiring story. Hope mm, you keep following, yeah. following up with him. Um, as far as our listeners, please go to our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. You can also check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you download a podcast. Just check us out there at Southern Fried Philosophy. Um, you can go to our Instagram and Twitters at SFP Radio. You're getting great at actually putting some stuff on there. Me, not so much. I don't even know if I have the login code. Yeah, but you've got the good Facebook posts. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> it depends if I offend someone, uh, which is pretty easily done. But, um, yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in, as always. And in in honor of my donor, I I always challenge you to please go register to be an organ donor because you can save someone's life. Even though you may be a turd in this life, you can actually save someone's life after you may not be here any longer. So in in honor of my donor, Jamie, and his mother, Lisa, um, I just appreciate the guys who have actually done that. You can change life. And, in fact, one of our close friends of the show, um, Leanne, is no longer with us from Southern Grace Distillery, and she actually saved three lives mm-hmm. here in North Carolina. So yep. thank you, Leanne, and you'll be your legacy will live on and we'll be eternally grateful for that. Yeah. Um, as always, keep looking up and uh, next week we have Cities for Life, so you'll want to tune in for that. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. <laughs>